Does Katie know how to crochet? No. I want somebody to crochet this joint for Terry. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Barnum. Joining me today, as always, Tolbert. Hello. Cookie. Yeah. And uh, hail to the chief. He's the chief and he needs hailing. Hail to the president, Mike Mauer. What's wrong, Mike? You don't have anything presidential to say? I mean, you don't have to make a big deal about it. Are you going to give us like an acceptance speech? Yeah. Give us, Mike, as our new president of the rugby club, what are you, what what kind of change? Are you just a platform guy? Are you you just saying this stuff to get elected? What are you going to do to make (laughs) a big change in our program? Um, yes. What's your stance on Afghanistan? <laughs> <laughs> Biggest thing I think we're just going to set a schedule and stick to it. It's not that hard. So, what about BLM? I mean, they they matter. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about uh, vaccines? Are you going to mandate vaccines for the team? Uh, I wish I could. I'm very pro vaccine here. <laughs> Kid. <laughs> After, after watching people die in the hospital, it's pretty pretty pro vaccine. Okay, on this side of the can we mandate a vaccine uh, <laughs> vaccine cards? You got to show your cards before you get uh, on the pitch. Yeah, I, I'm all about it. Masks? Are we going to implement masks? Sure, let's go. All right, there we go. There we go. A very liberal platform for the new president of Cape Fear Rugby Club, Mike. Uh, what did you do this week? This week, uh, a little more low key than last week. Um, you sound terrible right now. Actually, yeah, I was up late. Um, you sound like Jeff Hardy. I had a little, uh, oh, yeah, you know what? Oh. I, I did a little bit of Jeff Hardy. What, you, know, you did drugs? No, drink, you did hard drink, drugs? Drinking and smoking cigars. Uh-huh. No, um, and hard drugs? Did you no, do and hard, hard drugs. But I did get to sleep late. I'm not used to staying up late. So anytime I stay up later than 11, like. Then I'm, why do it? Because I was you know, enjoying the company of friends last night. You send his ass home. You say you take that one wheel of yours. <laughs> And you turn it sideways <laughs> and you shove it up your ass and you go home, Nate. Go home. No. Panda, go home. <laughs> so it was a good time. I was up late. Anyway, uh, Friday, got to do another pl- little color commentary for the high school football game. Thank South God Bron- for COVID, right? South Brunswick looking solid there. Uh, they, they beat the shit out of that team. Uh, yeah. So, Mike, uh, because we had... A- our other guy was on assignment, <laughs> assignment, unwilling, assignment. Un- unwitting, unwilling assignment with the big C, not cancer. It was tough. We had to, uh, we had to pull some strings and Mike was like, yeah, I'll do it again. Aaron's like, hits me up on a Wednesday or Thursday. He's like, hey, I need you tomorrow. Like, all right, I'll do it. It's fine. I didn't know it was on it was, Tuesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. I told you on Tuesday. It was Wednesday, but I kind of had a feeling I was going to have to do it anyway. I told you on week. Tuesday that you were probably going to have to do it again. Wednesday, I confirmed with you. Uh, maybe, sure. Either way, I'd already known I was going to kind of probably have to do it. Yeah, I, I think I've lost between the two uh, press boxes with no AC in god-awful humidity, Ridiculous. North Carolina. I have probably lost. 30 pounds like, of water. Like why the they don't years. air condition them or why they, they do. They have air conditioning they have units. a single shitty unit. And, and it's like the units that you but, see. But it's it's like they're made out of plywood and there's no insulation. So it doesn't matter if it's air conditioned or not. It's, it's still hot as fuck. So it's absolutely um, awful. No, I had a good time doing it. I, th- I feel like every game I do, I get a little bit better, get a little find my groove. Um, but yeah, that was my fr- like that was my week. I literally did nothing and then did color commentary for football game. Whatever you uh, no said, wrestling references Mike, this week, though. What'd you say, whatever, Tolbert? Whatever he said or did, commentary, it had to be a thousand times better than my match this week. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. Those guys were trash. <laughs> CM Punk, <laughs> baby. I'm sure. Oh, oh, talking about the commentators in yours. Yeah, yeah they were terrible. Yeah. It was like Midnight Mayhem level uh, of commentary. No, of, Midnight mm. Mayhem is much better than this. Debatable. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Tolbert, how was your week? Man, pretty good. I've been working. Uh, 
you know, doing some home renos, nesting in the nesting phase, getting ready for this baby. Um, and I'm going on vacation Tuesday. I got I have to work tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to Charleston on Tuesday. And uh, we're going to be there West all. West Virginia, right? Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> if you see Tolbert out and about, mug him and take his fanny pack because that boy's got fat wads right now. <laughs> no, no, I, I deposited it. No. I hope you put all that money in the bank. I have to put it in the bank tomorrow. So How much is that, Tolbert? That's about 1700 bucks. Does Katie uh, just whenever you guys go on vacation, you guys always go to Charleston. Um, well, I haven't been to Charleston in like three years. You went like two years ago. And we used to go to Asheville. We go to Charleston. Yeah, you guys go to Charleston because of that, that, that stupid reality show that Katie loves. She loves Southern Charm, dude. Loves it. Is that thing oh, still God. going on? Uh, Yeah, it sure is. Uh, even like Ravenall or whatever, that guy like <laughs> he's in jail now. <laughs> that's what I thought. Like, so is, are they just putting a camera on him in jail? Like, is that I don't know. They should. That'd be a much better show. I, I don't understand. Like reality shows. Oh, oh, Katie's talking. Hold on. What, what did yeah, she say? She said all charges were dropped, apparently. Oh, OK. So the boy, <laughs> the boy's out. Your boy's out of jail. But no, I, I like going to Charleston. I like to eat oysters and stone crab claws and go to fancy cocktail bars. And they have some cool dive bars as well. You know, Katie likes to go shopping. We got a place with a pool and, uh, you know, a courtyard so we can just chill and relax a little bit. Tolbert, you know, like in in, in Charleston, like there is there's this air of just like rich southern assholeism that's still yeah, I alive there <laughs> i hate it you go it's like yeah we we get it y'all it's old south you know uh, it's, it's a little so too uppity. on the nose sometimes it, but... i hate going to charleston because it's so uppity and, and that's why yeah, i prefer yeah. i prefer yeah. wilmington over charleston because yeah, wilmington's like cooler much cooler but i enjoy going you know i have a good time yeah, i'd know? rather it, for it me i'd rather just go to savannah than charleston because savannah still has the southern smug kind of uppity but they're like but i'll come down here and rip shots with you down on the water <laughs> like like savannah's got that kind of chill laid-back style I, i'm not that kind of person i'm just like let me go to carolina beach and party on the boardwalk i'm good with that hey i hear you hey hey charleston's got his grimy side trust me there's there's oh i know i i've been to charleston multiple times and and <laughs> So I used to work in uh, Myrtle Beach and they'd send me down for for big stories in Charleston whenever things would happen. And I got to party on Charleston's Main Street thing a couple times. And yeah, it's fine. Aaron, are, uh, Aaron would you rather party in Charleston or would you rather party in Carolina Beach? Oh, Carolina Beach, like Carolina a thousand Beach. percent. Like Carolina Beach is fun. That's crazy to me. That's like my kind of people, like just like real trashy brother. I, I used to go to wrestling matches in a, uh, a, a torn down fire department that they would literally have to pull the fire engine out of the bay to set up the terrible ring. I saw Casey McKnight work Jeez. a 45 minute Broadway with Charlie Dreamer in the middle of a fire department. Dax Harwood, the guy who's on every Wednesday night, worked a 45-minute Broadway against – also, he had a 45-minute Broadway against Zane Dawson. I was, to say, I was about to say, we should have to drink every time they bring up 45-minute Broadway. I've heard that so many fucking times. <laughs> it's a good match. I mean, it, 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 it's fun that way, you know? Jeez, man. Oh, anyways, uh, Cookie, what are you doing? What are you doing, Cookie? Oh, guys, I, I want to let you know. Jasmine just sent me. Donda has officially been released. That's what I was doing, Aaron. Aaron, when you texted me, I saw Donda was released, and I listened to the first song. And, did you and I cry? cried. I cried a little bit. What are we talking about? Donda's Kanye West's new album that it's taken forever to, to release. I'm so happy. Uh, I did take a look, Cookie. Can you give me an ex explanation? I looked at your um, your top twenty five iTunes tracks uh, <laughs> yeah. from uh, yeah. your. How old from were you school. when this came out? Uh, when, when I was two thousand eleven, so I was probably seventeen, sixteen, seventeen years old. What's your obsession with Mac Miller? Mac, man, uh, who, I think he's trash. Like, you think he's trash? I, 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 I yeah, confirmed. 
you know what it was? It was because he was like a teenager, but he could rap at the same time. I was a teenager and I wanted to rap. You know what I mean? So like, you, you wanted to rap, Cookie. That, that's I wanted to rap, but I couldn't. I was horrible. But like, you know what I'm saying? Can like, you drop like a, cool a freestyle for us real quick? No, not at all. Please? <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. Here. Can you drop not a freestyle about what, what you did this week? I'm a, uh, Tolbert will give you a beat. No, I won't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Tolbert. <laughs> Our president will give you a beat. Thank you for not putting me this on this presidential beat. Uh, Mike's looking on his phone. He's just checked out of the exactly. entire <laughs> podcast. Today. Yeah, we're talking about music. I'm I'm out. Sorry. Mike can't hear. He's got two bad ears. <laughs> I uh, Aaron, why did you not like uh, Mac? Why, Miller? why did I not like Mac? Miller? Was it because I, you were 26 at the time and you just were like, oh, teenager. it's not my style. I, I like I, I want some authenticity with my rap music. I, I feel that Mac Miller was not very authentic. Well, he's dead now. It doesn't matter. All he did was smoke weed and eat yogurt and make rap music. He, he literally yogurt. He rapped that. That was literally a bar. He was like, "I smoke weed, eat yogurt, make rap music." I was just like, "Damn, I do that same thing." This is kind of cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just cookie sitting on his couch, like, "Yeah, look, me and you were I like, like exactly the same." <laughs> are you a Are you a Chibani guy? Yeah, you, like, this is uh, what I want to know, Cookie. Are you a, a Greek yogurt, a regular yogurt? What kind of yogurt, yogurt do you prefer? I'm a Greek yogurt guy. I like Chibani. You're you're not a a gogurt or a uh, Twix. No. Do you guys remember the Twix yogurt that was just like <laughs> gross, multicolored and terrible? Oh, so yeah. much sugar, man! Absolutely, <laughs> it's so disgusting. What? Are you're not an Oikos Triple Zero guy? No, dude. I, once I saw Cam Newton uh, fucking sponsored by them, I was like, no, no, thank you. Why? Huh? Do you, Do you feel that yogurt makes you regular, Cookie? Do you feel that the uh, this was a wrestling podcast? Yeah, we're a household. This is two dollar yogurt. Mike, we always start off with 20 minutes of bullshit nonsense. (laughs) I'm trying to fill time, okay? Because uh, one, Mike, you you take zero notes of your fucking match. Two, I know Cookie just watched his fucking match. Three, Tober doesn't give a fuck about his match. Hey, I do. I got a haiku and everything, man. I Together, love these three means that you guys are going to have a total of 10 minutes of content after this fucking 20 minutes. And you're over here trying to get me to stop this 20 minutes. I'm saying, fuck you, Mike. Fuck Thank you me. and your presidential bullshit. Hey, I can't help it. I didn't jump on the CM Punk train. You know, I, I grew up with a came up you with a lot of asked for this. I said, I no, 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 no. Fuck no. I said last week, who do you guys want to have on this podcast this week? Who do you guys want for us to watch? And you guys were like, we haven't had a CM Punk That's match. That's exactly how it went. I remember sitting there across from me. I said, well, we haven't really had any CM Punk matches. And you said, I've never seen one. I'd like to see one. I gave you the one <laughs> match that like defines his fucking career. Yeah, it's a great match. We'll talk Can you insert that. a flashback right here? This would be the perfect time for a flashback. Yeah. Use your <laughs> editing power. Hey, instant replay. <laughs> I, I'm going to instant replay right now. We have never had a CM Punk match. We have. I yeah. think we have. Early on, I, I think, we have, think we have I'm going to have to look in our drive real quick. Who who, who Man, were you thinking? I, I don't know. We're, we're running out of classics to cover. We, we've done a lot. We don't have to do classics. We can kind of dive in and out, dip our toes. I've, all right, I will say I've never watched a CM Punk wrestling match. You've never watched a CM Punk match? Zero. We have had one. We've only had one CM Punk match on Out the of show. 120 episodes. <laughs> and you hear that, Mike. You hear that shit, and you're trying to, to, to make me not... I, I don't know. I, I'm done with you, Mike. I like getting them all riled up this early. Oh, in the I, I would getting, like to it's getting really hot and bothered. I am going to send a message to the the uh, the new board group chat. I'm going to like to introduce uh, articles of impeachment for our brand new president. Fucking have at it. Fucking have at it. <laughs> hey, listen, hold on. Hold on, Aaron. Don't go to the wrestling part. Just shit. I'm not done with my week. Okay. All right, Cookie. I'm sorry, Cookie. I'm sorry that I stepped over your you shit. I just got a little red. Little every angry. time, man. Every time. Listen, I went to that wrestling event last Sunday. Yes. How how was the house show? The the house show was like SummerSlam light, so it was basically some of the same similar matches that they had the night before. Okay. Uh, all the matches were about seven eight minutes. Nothing right. crazy. 
uh, it was really good. It was it was a good show. Got to see a lot of people. Got to see Bianca, Roman, the Usos, all those guys. Rey Mysterio. Did Bianca have more of a match than she did at SummerSlam? Yes, she had like a seven minute two on one handicap match. Okay, yeah, Zelina and Carmella against against her. When when Finn Balor came out, yes, how did your Peter do? So it did like one of these where it like jumped like about you know two inches like Uh this, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when he did the little lights thing like that, it went fully erect. So like, did, my, you, did you have to call your doctor after six hours? I, Mike, I almost called you because I was wondering what I should do. <laughs> like if there was physical therapy for it, but uh, you know, Cookie, did, were, were you one of those guys that tried to start a twink chat chat and like nobody got along with you and you looked around and you're like, no, I was just kidding about that. Chant. <laughs> I, I tried I, to get I'm fine with that. I didn't uh, you know, what was even funnier is that like everyone was booing Apollo Cruz, so I was just like, "Hey Chase, should I start a Black Lives Matter chant?" Oh. <laughs> wait, he was wait, like, absolutely did, not. Did Chase have to wear his vest so that he could get in for free? Service. Oh, Says the service, service vest. I'm working. Do not pet. Yeah. <laughs> no treats, please. Oh shit! <laughs> no, he didn't wear his vest. We got him in somehow. I don't know. Uh, other than that, Cookie, how was uh, – did you guys have a rugby match yesterday? We had a rugby match yesterday, and we had a scrimmage on Tuesday. So I'm a Damn. little – yeah. Did you get I'm playing time? Little. I did not get playing time in the game because the total amount of, like, weight on that front line was about 900 pounds. And those guys were just like – it was a guy from Hawaii. There was another big-ass Colorado dude that looked like Cole. If you guys remember him, he played for UNCW yeah. Rugby. And there was another guy that was like a, a former Marine that was like 300 pounds. Okay, so it was sounds like, like, three, sounds three, like you got to start dirty bulking, man. Dude, yeah. Weight. Yeah. I'm going to have to start eating McDonald's and just get squatting. Yeah. I'm squatting. So did you play in the scrimmage? Yeah. I played in the scrimmage. I played about 20 minutes. I was fucking gassed after about 10 of them. Uh, but it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun, you know, going up against this team called Queen City. Um, Not Charlotte. No, you know, not Charlotte. I got, I didn't get the ball, but I made a couple of tackles, and I'm cool with that. So. Uh, was was tackling uh, real people as opposed to what we tackle on the the Division Three Men's Club? Was it different? Yeah, these guys like actually will try to you know run through you. They're not just going to hit you and then fall down. These guys are like trying to hurt you, <laughs> so you got to get low. It's uh. It's different. I'll tell you that much. It's, it's definitely different. All right. Thank you, Cookie. See, that, Mike, what? is about 20 minutes of content. Yeah, exactly. And then after this 20 minutes of content, I'm going to make a transition into saying. You don't need to walk me through this. All right. And we've done this 119 Let's times. Let's talk about some wrestling. We're going to talk about CM Punk this week. CM Punk making a big debut a couple weeks ago on AEW Rampage live from Chicago, (laughs) Illinois. He's a part of AEW's roster now. Mike, when you saw CM Punk come out the other night, you were excited. You were you'd never seen him wrestle before. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about CM Punk matches. For the first match of the evening, Mike, you have got CM Punk against one John Cena. Correct. July 17, 2011, Allstate Arena, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, also where CM Punk is from. 60652. I'll take a bite out of crime. Um, so, the bit, John Cena, CM Punk, the lead up to this is CM Punk, I think he's already dropped his pipe bomb. It was the week before. Yeah, he has been talking mad mess about McMahon and Cena and the corporation and how everything. But he's pretty much out to get him and uh, pretty much 100 percent shoot promos. Right. So like he's just telling it like it is. And, you know, we all know that Vince McMahon is just a corny fuck at heart. And uh, he leans so heavily into it that he gives CM Punk a title match at Money in the Bank. And CM Punk's 
at midnight that night, his contract was up. I don't know if that's legitimately was up or we'll, if we'll that's say that. Yeah, it, we'll, we will say that they did not have some backroom dealings and sign it ahead of time. He I, I believe that he was still under contract. But the, the the public perception is that CM Punk is not under contract after that match. Correct. Um, and so, you know, the whole lead up is, you know, if CM Punk wins, he's going to leave. WWE with the, the championship, just much like Bret Hart was trying to do um, in Montreal. Um, yeah, lots of allusions towards that uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, and uh, so Punk comes out, dude, crowd is hot, right? Big, obviously, it's in his hometown. He's one of the most over wrestlers ever. And uh, crowd clearly in CM Punk's corner. A lot of, you know, Punk loses, we riot kind of signs. A lot of Cena sucks signs. Um, John Cena comes out and he's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Roman Reigns thing that we've been, we were dealing with for a long time there in WWE is where they were trying, like they're trying to create him as this baby face, but because they're being so aggressive with it, that everybody hated him. Um, so John Cena comes out to massive booze, um, and jeers. And so though one is heel, one is face in the crowd's mind, it's completely switched. Um, and then they proceed to put on a 40 minute Broadway and just just tear the tear the, the roof off the place. Um, it was a long match. I did not take many notes on it, but the, the beauty of it was like the rise and falls of the match. They, they sped it up. They slowed it down. Rest holds never went outside the ring. Um, like a couple times they like rolled out or, or got outside, but like none, none of the garbage on the outside of the ring that you would expect other than like, I think one tope from CM Punk. Um, and they literally, you're, you're halfway into this and they just literally have the crowd eating out of their hands. Cena and Punk were absolutely like 100% on the same page working incredibly. Um, and I feel like they probably could have went another hour and, but, right. it, but it's building up and, and, you know, Cena is slowly taking the advantage over punk and, you know, we're get, getting a couple kickouts at two. Um, and it didn't feel, so my big knock on the AEW shit is like this and NXT suits, like they're always kicking out, always kicking out, always kicking out. Right. And so in a 40 minute match, obviously you expect a couple of those and, it just never felt like too much, which was nice. Um, but we're, you know, 36 minutes into this. Vince McMahon comes out with Laurenitis, who I think at the time was um, some kind of head VP or something like that, right? Uh, he was the head of talent relations, like what he is now. And so Vince and Laurenitis come out and they're just, you get this like ominous camera shot of like from behind. Vince is looking down at the ring. Um, you can, Obviously, the crowd gets the feel that they're, he's going to try to do what he did to Brett in Montreal to see him punk in Chicago. And uh, he what they, they get him in a rest hold or like, no, Cena gets him in a, a submission and Vince immediately starts doing the ring, the bell, ring, the bell, ring, the bell thing. Laurinaitis runs down. Cena lets go, goes out, flatlines Laurinaitis and says, like, no, I'm going to do this my own way. And the whole stipulation, too, between Vince and Cena is if Cena loses, he's going to get fired. Right. Um, and so Cena, Cena's like, no, I'm going to do this my way. Um, gets Punk up to do the, what is it? What is this? Move? Go to sleep. Oh, no, no. Oh, the F you. Cena's getting him up. The to, attitude adjustment. To do the attitude adjustment. Punk counters, hits the go to sleep. One, two, three. Crowd goes ape shit. Amazing camera cuts of Vince McMahon. Completely flabbergasted and stunned just staring into the abyss. Um, eventually, Vince calls Alberto Del Rio out, who had just he said, won- cash it in, cash it in, Alberto Del Rio, cash it in, cash it in, Alberto. Uh, it, was, it was the, oh, this is only the second Money in the Bank match, um, or pay-per-view, and uh, Del Rio comes out, immediately gets kicked in the face by Punk. Punk quickly goes out, and this is where we get that infamous CM Punk blowing a kiss to Vince McMahon, and he leaves out through the crowd. Tell me about some of the fans you saw in the uh, in, in. So I was I was really stuck in on this like tall, skinny black guy that was right on the 
thing. He had a We Hate Cena shirt. Right. And next to him looked like his son was just this little kid was probably eight years old, just marking the fuck out. Like he was all about it the whole match, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> little did I know, we, we started watching a little bit later. And you're like, yeah, I see peas like right behind them. And I'm like, I didn't even notice. <laughs> so Shaggy Too Dope, literally Shaggy Too Dope and anybody killer. A B K. I, I had to look that up. I was literally just looking that up, trying to see who uh, that person from Psychopath Records is. Uh, they were sitting in the audience. The one thing that I think makes me very happy and at the same time, like, what the fuck? Think about this. Shaggy 2 Dope could have gone to this match completely anonymous without painting his face. Yeah. This motherfucker painted his face and sat at the heart in front of the hard cam so people would notice Dude, you gotta, him. If you got a gimmick, you got to live it, man. You got to live that gimmick. Like, yeah, people don't... would not have... Uh, he could have just enjoyed it and had, like, a, a day. That man wanted that attention. Dude, they uh, don't go out without their makeup hardly at all, man. You see interviews of them on their tour bus all painted dude you think he goes to the grocery store with that makeup on no i mean that's his private life but when he's going out in public to be a public figure you know you gotta you know juggalos baby you gotta... was he being a public figure at money in the bank or was he going as a fan a little bit of both i think oh, he I was think enjoying he's... his work that day I've, absolutely i feel like he was probably you know there to show he is a fan but also you know put himself over why couldn't he get a front row seat <laughs> Uh, maybe it was sold out, man. Maybe I don't know. Uh... <laughs> he was like 10 rows back. Like Shaggy too, though, is probably got the money to get a front row, right? Maybe he's a penny pitcher. Never know. Maybe they depleted the ICP fund. Maybe, maybe he slacked on tickets, you know? It was like, oh, heart shit. catheterization. No, that's Violent J. Violent J, yeah. Get it right, Mike. There's two members. This week. So Yeah, Tolbert, how did that uh, news affect so... you? I was like, oh man, because like he he's a good dude. I know their their music is controversial. Uh, they've got a lot of flack, you know, from agencies such as the FBI. But uh, <laughs> you know, deep uh, down, man, they're they're really good people. So to hear Violet J is uh, suffering from congestive uh, heart failure, uh, it's kind of sad to hear. But they're uh, going to do one last tour. So ICP is going out on a farewell tour which I do believe the $2 stake crew will be attending in some capacity. That's right. That's right. And, and Cookie, I guarantee you they're going to go to Denver as well. So you're going to have to go to the Denver show. And Cookie, your hair right now looks like most of the guys on ICP. You and Violent J, all you got to do is paint your face and you're going to be like, People are going to be like, that's Shaggy 2 dope right yeah, there. Cookie, just paint your face like you did for Darby <laughs> Allen again. And yeah, and paint half my face again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cookie 2 yeah. dope is going to be going to, uh, to an ICP show. Cookie too I, much I'm going to be the dope. darkest thing there. The 100%. <laughs> I don't know, Cookie, man. That, you, you don't understand, man. That ICP juggalos, everybody's a part of that family. Family, dog. Family, family. dog. Family? <laughs> oh, we talking about family? Okay, family. <laughs> my family i might go shit family that's right my ninjas that's right my ninjas <laughs> jazz is gonna beat your ass for that line ninja that's what they say that's but what icp, ICP says saying, all right okay. icp calls all their fans ninjas i can't wait to see what jazz has to say about this one I, it's not me it's, that's, <laughs> that's icp a that's a known thing <laughs> i'm just trying to instigate now at this yeah point. but jasmine's gonna be like Jasmine's a part of the family too. She's, she's a big ICP fan. Stirring the yogurt. She listens to yeah, ICP yeah. when she's giving people massages at the at the Riceville Beach Massage <laughs> That's Place. The most relaxing thing I can think. She's of. like talking about chicken hunting while she's like, "How's that right there? How's that pressure right there?" I, I want to see Jasmine with her face painted. We talking about chicken she hunting. <laughs> she's not gonna do that shit. I can't see her drinking Fago. She drink Fago all the time, Cookie. <laughs> What's happening, my ninja? She likes that shit. <laughs> She loved that shit. She lived that life. Aaron's gone full juggalo. Yes, Goddamn juggalo, Cookie. That might have I'm to be the little... artwork this week is uh, Aaron's face painted. CM Punk has a goddamn juggalo. I'm going to let him have it, Tolbert. I'm going to let him have it. There's straight edge juggalos out there. Mike over here choking his shit. <laughs> I, 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 we done, we done here, Mike. We done, we done, we done my ninja. We done, we your shears. 
we done, my ninja. What did you say? My ninja. I said ninja. Okay. Okay. We about to move on to cookie section. <laughs> Let's do it, please. I got I got shit to do. Cookie, what good? <laughs> What's good, Cookie? We talking about Cookie? Oh my god! You're not even gonna do the social media report. Fuck social media. We run this shit. It's trash, Cookie. It's always trash. That's true. That's All true. Right, Got CM Punk against Samoa Joe in England, of all places. Yeah. You know, um, the funny thing about having commentary that is in English is that you get a little background info about the wrestlers and their storyline, which is <laughs> what I normally do not get when we have Japanese matches, unfortunately, because Mike had to cancel our Japanese uh, follower. That yeah, one time. our translator. Yeah. Still we don't even know. Guys, if you want to buy one of our T-shirts, we don't even know. We can't guarantee you that it says Dory Funk Jr. Sex Job. God. <laughs> you can't. All because of you, Mike. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I learned that these two have wrestled two 60-minute draws for the ROH title. Uh, this is our, This is ROH, correct, Aaron? Uh, so this is not ROH, but it was around the time of the ROH stuff. This, oh. this is like some random British promotion. Okay. Well, so Punk has never beat Joe in any kind of capacity. He's never beat him. Uh, CM Punk, just to give you a little background, straight edge, which means he doesn't do drugs, drink alcohol, or engage in promiscuous sex. Uh, fun fact, I was straight edge in high school and in college. <laughs> Everybody was straight edge in high school for like a week. <laughs> wait, well, wait. I wish I... Well, no, 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 no. I was straight edge the entire length of high school. I never like, went to were you so cookie, explicitly yeah. straight edge is the question. I've got so many questions. Yeah. Were, yeah. were you like in the like hardcore music? Were you were like listening to like Minor Threat? No, uh-uh. but I did listen to like, I'm just trying to think of like the crazy stuff that I did listen you to. You weren't listening to like Turnstile or Gorilla Biscuits and going hardcore dancing at shows and like beating people up for smoking cigarettes? Never did. Never did right. any of that. No, no, no. Can't say I did. I once saw uh, Tolbert I, almost get into a uh, a gang fight at a show because he he uh, yeah. was was in front of a bunch of uh, straight edge people and he was not acting straight edge because he was not was straight a bunch edge. of straight edge skinheads and they were not happy about my activities and their proximity, which I was completely unaware of the whole time. <laughs> skinheads. Oh man. I don't want to fit in with, I don't want to be those guys. No skinheads, straight edge skinheads, but unhappy ones with my actions. Well, but, yeah. Well, um, it only took, you know, one training of, you know, rugby, like one practice at rugby to like say, okay, I'm not straight Break edge. Break your edge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not straight edge anymore. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm going to drink and have promiscuous sets can do all this crazy stuff, man. So you but, drink. And drink. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, I did that crazy ass <laughs> drinking stuff too. Um, anyway, uh, so with this match, you know, we get a typical working start to this match. Test of strengths. Uh, Joe gets the upper hand, slaps Punk a couple of times. Punk rolls away. Uh, so I imagine Punk is the heel in this match. Is that correct? Aaron? Yeah. So it was actually kind of a fun, like built in kind of heel when he was a straight edge, much like every other straight edge that, you know, can't they're, they're a lot like vegans where they just want to tell you how straight edge they are. Well, how most vegan they are. straight edge kids are vegans. There you go. So he but he would tell the fans, he'd be like, I'm not putting that poison in my body and you guys are stupid for doing it. And he would call out people and preach to these people about how terrible they are. And it got him a lot of heat. And it was it was kind of a fun thing, you know? Yeah. See, I mean, look, I tried the gimmick. I tried the vegan gimmick. It's not for me. You, I, but you were never truly vegan. You were. Yes, I was Aaron, for, shit. for a full week. I did not eat cheese or any kind of dairy product or any animal product. Especially, yeah, that was debatable. All right, Cookie, keep going. Oh, fuck you, Aaron. Okay. Anyway, both of these guys, uh, they're students of the game. This is why I love this. They're both students of the game. They don't perform moves just for the hell of it. They're some of the last great psychologists in the squared circle, in my opinion. 
Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but some of these younger guys, they view wrestling, I feel like, as a thrill ride. And they go out there with every move. They want to make the crowd react. Very video game psychology versus actual psychology. Video game psychology. That is a great way of thinking about it, because that's what I would used to do in video games. I would do all the high risk moves because I just wanted to see what the hell the wrestlers could do. But that's not necessarily what makes a great wrestling match. But with these two, you got a solid wrestling match. And it was only 21 minutes, but still, they packed a lot of stuff in 21. So let's go ahead and get the countdown started. Cookies, top four, number one. So 13 minutes into this 21-minute match was basically devoted to methodical wrestling. You know, you got Samoa Joe, who's the bully in the ring, but he's athletic as hell. You know, his gimmick revolves around him grinding his opponents down, you know, if they're smaller. So you're going to see him do things like, you know, scraping his boot across Punk's face, or he's going to drop a couple of big knees because he's bigger than CM Punk. And CM Punk's style is similar, but he's showing that it's harder to grind this big fucker down because Samoa Joe is six foot two, 282 pounds. Um, and it's, I mean, he's just enormous. The punk, so punk's direction is match just to try to get Joe down, work a couple of holes and, you know, try and cause as much damage, but you know, for CM Punk, it's all hard. You know, I got to give that to him. Like he, he puts his heart out into the match and, and, and that's what gets him over. Um, but around that 13 minute mark, you know, uh, Joe kicks Punk to the outside. I'm put emphasis on the transition move that led to the outside because I hate when guys just roll out of the ring and stand there for the suicide dive. Fucking hate that. It's so stupid. Anyway, you got Samoa Joe's big ass, 6'2", 282, and he's running full speed at you and jumping outside the ring and punching you in the face as he does it. And that's a, that's a sight to see. That's uh, It's... Samoa Joe is probably bigger now. Would you say, Aaron? Would you say he's? Oh he's yeah, he's, he's a lot bigger. He's, he's a lot bigger. bigger now, right? But he's he can still bigger. he can still do some of the athletic stuff. That's why but, I like him though. Yeah, watch a big man like that move like he does. I mean, he was one of the reasons I still watched uh, newer WWF for Samoa yeah. Joe. It was so entertaining. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, man, Samoa Joe is just Samoa Joe's the shit. I know this is a CM Punk episode, but for Probably 13 minutes of this match, Samoa Joe is just bullying CM Punk. He's just beating his ass. And I just want to point out that CM Punk at this point looks just like Steve Carino with the blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I just can't get over how much he looks like Steve Carino. And then in Tolbert's match, I'm like, damn, he looks like Raven a little bit too. Like, right. I don't know what the gimmick was at this time, but the blonde hair gimmick was in, I guess. Number two. All right, Joe follows up that suicide dive by grabbing a chair. He's propping it in the corner on the outside. He plops CM Punk down, and then he runs as fast as he can and nails Punk with a knee that just fucking just jars the entire crowd. Everyone just goes, goes ooh, because they couldn't believe what just happened because, you know, obviously Samoa Joe's a big man to be doing this is, is a spectacle to see. And then, of course, you see Samoa Joe run around the entire ring as if he's going to do it again, he fakes the knee and he just drops down and does a soccer celebration. Like here I am. And the crowd goes wild. Speaking of soccer, uh, I just want to say fuck you to Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he got my hopes up as a Man City fan and he let me down. And I'm so sad about that. Tober, did you see that? What, that he's coming to the Premier League uh, for, for United? United? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he played for United for years. That's his team. I know, but I thought he was going to come to City, man. Like, I, I mean, like he played for United for years. Why would he go to City? No one does because, that. <laughs> because they said he was finalizing a deal. Like, it came on the news. Like, Man City finalizing a deal with Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. no, buddy. Sorry. Well, they did us dirty, man. They did me dirty. Uh, yeah, sure. All right, I number three. It. Fuck you, Aaron. Whatever. All right. I don't. Okay, number three. I don't know what the Pepsi plunge is. Uh, so, then, I'll tell you what it is. What is it? It is the Pepsi plunge was a a top rope pedigree. Oh shit. He would get the oh. guys up, he would hook their arms on the top rope and then pedigree them. It was pretty wild. Okay. But so it can hurt what... people very easily, so they changed to the GTS when he went to WWE. 
Well, and probably Triple H was like, ah, I don't want you to do that move because it looks too right. much like pedigree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a pedigree off the top rope. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why he couldn't get Joe's big ass up because he was trying to pedigree his ass. Okay. Yeah. From the top rope. Um, talk about the, the uh, just random, but talk about the oddest tattoo that you can get is the fucking Pepsi logo. Um, right. Punk didn't get the Pepsi plunge, but he broke Joe down with a couple of shots to the face. And then uh, he drops him with a nasty shining wizard that almost puts Joe away, but to no avail. So that's my number three. Before I go to number four, I'm going to go to the honorable mentions. Punk, man, Punk had a string of moves that were simply gorgeous. Like he hits Joe with what the commentators call the grapevine DDT. Pretty much spikes Joe on his head while his arms are pinned behind his back. And then he hits a ripcord clothesline. And without missing the beat, he hits one of the ugliest moonsaults on Joe. <laughs> you know, and like, you know, all for only a two. But that's Punk's strategy at this time, just a controlled burst of attack when Joe gets caught sleeping. Right. And then for 21 minutes, he was just trying to catch him whenever he could and just create as much damage as he can. But, he, I mean, it didn't work out. Um, but Samoa Joe, his offense is extremely unique in, itself, in and of itself. You know, he does a power bomb into an STF. Uh, Joe's senton is one of those moves that looks like it's harmless, but it might knock the wind out of you because he's almost 300 pounds. And, uh, and then that tornado DDT either looked botched or Joe was too blown up to roll through it because he kind of just like starfishes. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that, but he just like couldn't roll through the, the move. So he just like starfishes and just lays flat. And the ref counts too. But let's go to the last one. Number four. All right. So once again, after the Shining Wizard, Punk goes for the Pepsi plunge. Joe's big ass uh, on Joe. Sorry. He goes for the Pepsi plunge on Joe's big ass. And this time, as a fan, you're thinking maybe he'll do it because Joe is weaker. But I guess Punk didn't realize that Joe's going to kill you. I repeat, Joe is going to kill you. And I swear a little piece of punk died with that last move, the muscle buster from Samoa Joe, because that was all it took. And still you're still your champ. I don't know if it was ROH champ, whatever it was, still your champ, your winner, Samoa Joe at the end of this match. There you go. The muscle buster, Aaron. Would you take the muscle buster? No, like that that move almost crippled Tyson Kidd. So no. Shit. It, I think it damn near paralyzed him. Yeah, I think, I think it broke his it. neck. Yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm not taking that movie there. Fuck that. Uh, to end this, I would give this match four and a half cookies. Four and a half cookies. Solid. Four and a half. All right. Tolbert, you have got the, uh, I believe it was a clockwork orange match between a Raven. clockwork orange, yeah, dude. Raven and CM Punk. I see, I see Cookie's just in time for the high spot. He just lit up a joint in his living room. What kind I of papers wait. are those? Are those Juicy J papers? Are those grape Juicy J's? How'd you know, man? Yeah, they are. They are <laughs> Juicy J's. Good eye. I'm a connoisseur, man. I'm a connoisseur. I love it. I love it. His so wife is in the background just shaking her head. Katie's just like, no, no, I'm not proud of that boy. Silver, I'm going to have a surprise for you when I come back, man. I promise. Oh, I hope so, buddy. I hope so. I, if I you love can get through friends. customs or whatever. Yeah, I love it. Uh, when we'll figure it out. Legal states. They always, they always think about me. Yes, the high spot. We've got... Uh, this is interesting, man. It's a clockwork orange match. So this is Ring of Honor. I didn't watch much Ring of Honor stuff. Um, you know, I have since we started the podcast going back. Um, but this is a cage match. So it is a, a mid-budget cage match. So it's yeah. not a completely <laughs> shitty cage, but they did the best they could. Um, and it's not chicken this, wire, but it's not it's like... Chicken wire. It's not that blue uh, cage that they had in WWE. <laughs> But uh, and inside the gauntlet we have set here, the clockwork orange, we have tables, we have trash cans, we have chairs, we have all sorts of objects, shovels, everything. And amongst these objects, we have the, uh, the hardcore legend, if you will, Raven uh, versus CM Punk. And they've had a rival going for a while. I guess they used to be friends. They traveled the country together. They wrestled together. And then CM Punk goes straight edge. 
he goes straight edge and he, he's not happy about his buddy's debaucherous lifestyle. Uh, so they get into a little feud, much like uh, when you're younger and you have a buddy that goes straight edge and hangs out with a vegan hardcore crowd, you know, uh, not you, Cookie. It wasn't oh. you. it it was kind of interesting also like cm punk was cutting promos saying like raven his alcoholism reminded him of his dad and how much he hated his dad so this this is the storyline uh we've got going here um so we started off man these guys lock horns immediately um and it kind of sets the pace for the match. These guys don't stop, man, through the whole thing. Um, so they lock horns. They start slamming each other against the cage. We get trash cans immediately. Brutal headshots on Punk. I think there's uh, blood drawn from CM Punk maybe three minutes into the match. Yeah, it's very he soon. It is bleeding and to the point where he's, he's leaving full face prints on the canvas of his blood. Um, this leads to uh, a handcuff spot where we see Raven handcuffed to the ropes. It was pretty interesting. Punk has the key, but Raven manages to fight him off and get uh, some pretty uh, pretty good stuff in to uh, unlock himself and to continue just batter CM Punk with, uh, with objects. In the meantime, we have Colt Cabana ringside uh just sitting there uh in the stage he is cm on cm punk's side he's his entourage but it's funny he's just sitting in a chair and every time they cut to a a, a shot of colt cabana he just goes yeah get him all right now come on <laughs> <laughs> they cut to him like three times just going yeah all right come on get him <laughs> uh, you know he didn't even uh mention he was also ringside during mike's match so really Cole Cabana. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, so this leads to uh, to our first two count, which Colt Cabana interrupts with the chair he's sitting in, opens the cage up, throws the uh, chair awkwardly at the referee, um, you know, interrupting the first two count. Um, so this leads to, uh, to Punk getting in a little offense, uh, but Raven eventually gets the upper hand and we see the tables come into play finally uh so raven sets up the first table we see a little tease um you know after uh, punk regains his composure gets raven on the table he's going to the top of the cage we think we're gonna see a huge uh, spot off the top raven kind of regains his composure climbs up and uh bashes punk's face on the cage and he takes a huge back bump um onto the table punk kind of misses the table a little bit though catches it with his legs i don't know how he didn't knock himself out uh when he came off of that uh off of that uh top of the cage there but we continue on we get to another table spot uh and this is kind of the wrap-up of the match after a little bit of more brutal back and forth with objects but raven sets up another table um and actually does a, a ddt off the top rope through the table brutal brutal move and this is like the fifth ddt in the match as well because it's one of raven's finishers you know one of his signature moves the even flow the even flow this is before the even flow they called it something else it wasn't the even flow yet oh i'm not sure this was like 2000 so it might have been i think it was i think it was even flow yeah but uh yeah a lot of ddts a lot of weapons a lot of headshots a lot of blood man just a, a brutal 15 minute match um but it was really entertaining. Yeah, what's up, Cook? Wait, this his move was never called the Raven Effect. Did I just like make that up in my mind, or was it always called the Even Flow? Isn't that the name of the DDT move? I think they call it the Raven Effect in this match. Oh, they do. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was called the. E- I'm pretty oh. sure they call it the Raven Effect. I'm oh, not okay. sure. I have to go back and watch. I've watched this match like three times, but I skipped around a little bit. But uh, yeah, but brutal match, man. They, they just go the whole time. So we get to the finish. Punk has just taken a DDT through the table and pinned one, two, three. And is laying out cold. We think it's all over. All of a sudden, the house goes dark, man. What's going to happen? Who's going to show up? What the hell is going on? It's lights out. The house lights are brought back up only to see Raven crucified on an X, bloody, with barbed wire wrapped around him and CM Punk taunting him and exiting the ring, leaving him in a bloody heap, nailed to a nailed to an X. Yeah. But, Pretty uh, crazy, huh? Yeah, so guys, yeah insane. <laughs> we have it's like we've seen it before. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, 
So, but yeah, long-standing feud between these guys. Apparently, Raven um, has not beaten CM Punk. This is the first time he's beaten him in this in this feud, and they've uh, gone back and forth. And we have an interesting matchup coming a week later, where Raven selected CM Punk's next competitor, which will be Mr. Terry Funk. So, CM Punk wrestled Terry Funk in uh, some sort of Ring of Honor match. I'm yeah, surprised I didn't pick that one, Barnum. I, I tried to. And I said last week that I was going to try to find it. I could not find it anywhere online. Uh, but I'm sure it was a, a banger. But yeah, this is, I enjoyed this match. When, when when I saw that you gave me a 15-minute cage match, I was a little skeptical, but I had fun. It's not I mean, WWE cage, because Mike doesn't like those. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> this was a good slow. cage match. Mike is still here. I Mike's still, still here. here. But yeah, brutal... Um, you know, both of the guys just got down and dirty. Uh, I mean, there's chains and shovels and all kinds of shit, but definitely worth a watch. Uh, commentary almost makes the match unwatchable. Yes. But the match is so good. Just just turn it down a little bit. The commentary is... Was Ring of Honor's commentary always like that? Or uh, just, just, for the yeah. most part, until Kevin Kelly got there. and then I don't know Kevin how anybody Kelly watched got, it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, when Kevin Kelly... Like, there was a time when it was Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino were the commentators, and it was incredible. Yeah, but yeah, this was God. I could have done a better job. Cookie did a better job at quarantine than these yeah. two. And there we go. <laughs> I like that, Tolbert. Anyway, All my, right. my mom is going to pull up any minute. and I Tolbert, get- give me your, your haiku so you can get out of there and smoke a J before your mom walks in the door. <laughs> Bong grips. Bong grips are quick. Why do you smell like a skunk? <laughs> I don't know. You must have hit one on the road. when you <laughs> <laughs> Tolbert, we don't have skunks in this kind of the, in this area of the state. Oh, right. I wrote a special haiku for this match. My friend went straight edge and really pissing me off. <laughs> he crucified me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually is, is applicable to many different things in life. So yeah, there yeah. you go. Of course. As uh, thank you for really listening. To, to, we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up, man. We're done. We're, we're done here. Thank you for listening to Two Dollars Take a Pro Wrestling Podcast next week. Do you guys want to? Do are we gonna have a match? Uh, uh, Keep my mouth shut this week. Do we want to take a week out. off? I don't want to get yelled at again. Do we want to take a week off for a, a vacation or a holiday? Aaron, do you want to take a week off? It sounds like Aaron wants to take a week yeah, off. Like I was gonna say I'm coming back fresh from vacation, so I'll All be. All right, ready. we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have another episode next week <laughs> at some point. I will pick matches. I want one week off, damn it. Aaron, Aaron, well, you can t- let's take a week off, Aaron. If you want a week no, off. No, 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 we're fresh. Mike, all Out is saying? next week, right? I'm not saying anything. I don't want to get you. Yeah, I, well, we might we might do a mini all out episode. Yeah, we'll 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 uh we'll get together, we'll talk about some wrestling and watch all out. All right. Thank you Thank for you listening good. to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.